Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Praise God. I hope you're ready to hear the word of God today and to receive some wonderful blessings. Amen. It's always good that we gather together like this, that you uh, have an expectant spirit that you want to hear from the word of God. Amen. So without further ado, let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, O oh Lord God, for this time that we have with you, Lord, and we pray that you, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, will continue to be here with us. O oh Lord God, we ask that you give us a fresh anointing of Holy Spirit from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our feet, O oh Lord God, that we may see and hear and understand your words here today. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy name. And Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen, amen. Thank the Lord for another beautiful day of life. Amen, amen. I want to ask you today, have you ever taken an inventory of your thought life? Did you ever stop and think about what it is that you think about? Did you ever think about what you're thinking about? Okay. And be reminded that positive minds always produce positive lives. Positive minds produce positive lives. Whereas conversely, negative uh, minds produce negative lives. Again, negative minds produce negative lives. Positive thoughts are always full of faith and hope. Negative thoughts are always full of fear and doubt. Each and every day you have a choice to make, okay? Choose to be positive. Choose to make sure you're entertaining positive thoughts. Whatever happens, okay, always remember that you need to trust in the Lord and be positive. This is very, very important, saint of God, because you must realize that you're in a battle, okay? We're all in a battle, and this battle rages right here in our minds between our ears, amen? That's where it rages. We're in a battle, and the battlefield is indeed our minds. Each day our minds are bombarded with a constant stream of nagging thoughts and doubts and, and fears every single day. While any one of these uh, thoughts can, can cause defeat and misery, we're often plagued by more than one. Okay? During the course of a day, we're often plagued by more than one, than one negative thought. Okay? But you need to think about what you're thinking about. Okay? Since we often fail to identify the battlefield, we also many times have failed to identify the enemy. Okay, we tend to blame, you know, people, money, uh, religion, or, or, or just the system we blame for things going wrong in our lives, okay? Many times that, that there's an attempt, you know, we wind up attempting to defend ourselves, and because we try to defend ourselves, we wind up building strongholds in our lives. We wind up building strongholds in our mind, okay? Strongholds are areas of thinking that are not based on truth, but are based on lies, all right? Now, usually a stronghold in biblical terms, and once, one point in the Bible there, we see that a stronghold is a place of safety where we run to, to God. God is a stronghold, it's a place of safety. But when we are building strongholds based on lies and negative thinking, then that winds up becoming a prison for us. We wind up being in bondage uh, uh, within those strongholds, okay? So unless we renew our mind, we risk continuing to believe those lies and making important decisions based on those lies, all right? You ever make a decision based on a lie? Did you ever wind up making a decision that you later on regret it because you made that decision based on something that you heard and then later on you found that to be a lie and then you wound up making a decision which impacted your life or something you were doing, you know? So we do this many times based on what we're thinking. So therefore we need to think about what we're thinking, all right? So the question is then, how can these strongholds be torn down? Okay, we must be, be willing to receive the light of truth in our minds. We must be willing to receive the light of truth in our minds. All right? Our search for truth, of course, begins in God's Word. 
which says that the truth will set us free. Go to John chapter 8, verse number 25. John chapter 8, verse number 25. John 8, verse number 25. And we start off by reading there. And by the way, if you don't have your Bible, let's just pause a moment here and put your put this tape on uh, video on pause, run and get your Bible, and then come back and join us because it's very important that you hear and see and read the Word of God for yourself so that you can see what the Word of God is saying to you. Amen? Then come back and join us. Okay, so praise the living God. So uh, again, John 8, verse number 25. Then uh, said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say to you, say and to judge of you but he that sent me is true he that sent me is true now of course he's talking about god the father he who sent me is true and i speak to the world those things which i have heard of him see jesus or you have to be reminded here that jesus everything that jesus said to him said to us you know to them to us in his three and a half years of ministry on the earth here was from the father they were not just his words they were from the father okay and verse 27 says they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. They didn't understand that Jesus was talking about the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. See, he said, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me. Verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do, I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Underline that. And the truth shall make you free. Okay? So if you know the truth, then you're free indeed. You're free. So that means that, 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 that if you're free, you can't be so easily deceived. By thoughts that are placed into your mind because you'll know what the truth of the word of God says about situations in your life and anything that's going on if you know the truth 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 then you are indeed free okay and so it's by these means that we can be free from bondage sin and those strongholds in our minds because once you know the truth you'll be set free and those strongholds then will be destroyed you can no longer be held captive, okay? Right. If someone tries to tell you, you know, you know, the way to your house is, is to make a left turn down Main Street and a right turn on Maple, you know, and you know that's not the way to go there, all right, all right, then you're not going to wind up driving someplace and getting into trouble because you know what the truth is. The truth to your house is going down, you know, Main Street and then making a left on Pottery Avenue or whatever it may be. You know the truth, and that way you are not deceived. You wind up getting home safely. Well, saying of God, that's a very, very simple example. Well, that happens very much, very many times in our lives today as Christians, especially. And, you know, we may not know the truth entirely. And so therefore, when the devil starts whispering these things into our minds, we start believing it. And then we wind up making decisions and taking actions and guiding our lives based on the lie. You wind up going astray because the devil gave you bad directions. The devil gave you bad directions, okay? So we need to tear down and break down those strongholds, okay? All right. But now, you know, just searching for truth won't set us free. Just searching for the truth won't set you free. You must be to the point where you are courageous enough to also believe the truth when you find it. 
Okay? You got to be bold enough and strong enough to believe the truth when you find it. Just don't deny it because of the fact that maybe that truth doesn't go with your, uh, with your mindset or your circumstances at the time. The truth, the word of God is truth, it's truth, it's truth, it's truth. And so you have to believe it. And therefore you will be set free. You can break, break free of those strongholds. Okay? So just searching is not enough. You've got to believe the truth when you indeed find it. All right? Even when the truth illuminates ourselves, you know, illuminates or shows us what's inside of us, sometimes it can be hard to accept. Sometimes the truth will shine a light on us, you know, on ourselves there, and all of a sudden what we see, all of a sudden, we quite don't want to accept it. Well, we have to make sure we move beyond that, beyond it. Sometimes it's a painful process to face our deceptions and to deal with them, you know. We don't like to be deceived, and many times when we are deceived, we don't want to face the fact that we were deceived, okay? Okay, what's that old expression? Uh, uh, slap me once, uh, shame on you. Slap me twice, shame on me. You know. Well, the thing about it is that you know many times when we wind up being deceived, shame on us, and we don't like to face that. You know, we want to push it, we want to push it aside for us. You know, there may be some major strongholds in our lives that need to be dealt with and need to be torn down. Okay, so I encourage you today to really understand that God is on your side. You're not in this battle by yourself. God is indeed on your side. There is a war that is going on, and that war is in your mind. Okay, The war is in your mind, and your mind is that battlefield. That's where it's happening. Okay, That's why it's so important that we think about what we are thinking about. Okay, The war is going on in your mind. Okay, But the good news is, again, that God is fighting on your side. Okay, You can win the battle that is going on in your mind. You can win it. You can win that battle, okay? Thoughts are very powerful, understand that. Thoughts are very powerful. And according to Proverbs, they have creative ability. Thoughts have creative ability. Proverbs 23, 6 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay, so the thoughts that you are having, the thinking that you are, 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 are entertaining, the, 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 the thoughts that you are letting go through this battlefield and win out and take, take precedence in your, in your mind, you know, take priority in your mind, those very thoughts can control your actions and those very thoughts can, can wind up guiding your life and impacting your life. So as he thinks, for as he thinks, the scripture says, in his heart, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay, all right. So as you're thinking deep down in here, if those thoughts are not checked by the word of God, okay? If they're not covered and pushed down by Holy Spirit, if they're not of Holy Spirit, first of all, then those negative thoughts can wind up guiding your actions. And therefore, it can, in other words, you wind up being uh, so as he, so is he, okay? So that's how you wind up guiding and governing your life, governing your life, okay? Now, I want to go to Numbers chapter 13, verse number 1. Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 13, verse number 1. Numbers 13, verse number 1. Okay? And we start with uh, 1 and 2, first of all. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I had given to the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. Okay. Now God is telling Moses to send to send men, but He's saying that send thou men uh, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Now, when you read a scripture where God says, "I give to the children of Israel," or, "I gave to the children of Israel," in God's mind, in God's world, in God's spiritual kingdom, it's a done deed. It's done. 
but that means that it's already happened. If God says that he, he, he gives you something or he gave it to you and you haven't seen it yet, it does not mean that in the spiritual realm, in God's realm, it hasn't happened. In God's mind, it has happened. In the mind of God, it has happened. So that means that it may take time for it to manifest in your life. It may take time for you to actually see it in reality, but it's a done deed. So here he's saying that the land that's I, which I've given to the children of Israel, send out those spies. The father, send men up to, to investigate, spy it out. The following verses outline the people that were sent and so forth. And then what I want to do is to go to verse number 30, okay, where it says, And Caleb stilled the people, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Okay, so they're all gung-ho and saying, Let's go, go to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Underline, for they are stronger than we. Uh-oh, here, here come the naysayers now, all right? And they're saying, well, God said that he's given us the land. Let's go take it. But they're saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Now, now they're stronger than us. Look, look how they're thinking. Look how they're thinking. Verse 32, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And, th and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Okay. Now, how do they know that's how those people saw them? Okay. But in their own sight, as, it's, as it says, and underline, please, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in theirs. That's how their thinking is going. Okay, God said they gave them the land, but they went up there and they let what they saw just all of a sudden just get to them. And now they're thinking, oh, Jesus, we'll never be able to take that land. Okay, they are negating what God said is a done deed. They say because we are seen in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were seen in their sight. Okay, and that's not true. Here they were believing the lie. Okay, so what were they thinking? Okay, you got to think what you're thinking about. God said it was done, okay? God said to you, I'm giving you this, I'm giving you that, and, and it's a done deal. But what do we wind up doing? We wind up, wind up thinking, oh, Jesus, I'm not qualified. I don't have the education. I don't have the energy. I don't have the wherewithal. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You come up with a million excuses why you think you're going to fail in this thing that God is putting right in front of you. Amen? Amen? You've been praying for something. God is answering that prayer. Then right away, you put the obstacle in the way by in your own sight, in your own sight, in your own sight, that you're not going to be able to deliver, okay? So again, think what you're thinking about, okay? Right? We just can't let, 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 let thoughts enter into our minds unchecked, all right? You can't let them just enter into our minds unchecked without, without challenging those thoughts, without saying, well, no, that, that's not what God said, amen? That's not what God said. We got to make sure that if we start doing that, that we can start tearing down and destroying those strongholds, okay? Right? In fact, in fact, you know, you, you, cannot, you cannot have a positive, exciting life and also have a negative mind. It's like oil and water. They won't mix, okay? You can't expect to have a happy, joyful, positive life if all you're doing is entertaining negative thoughts, therefore having a negative mind. You got to think what you're thinking about. Many people spend unhappy years because of the fact that the minute they wake up in the morning, they start entertaining something negative or something sad, something depressing. 
you know, oh, gee whiz, oh, man, here it is now. You know, I got to go into this meeting. You know, you may not be going to the office because of uh, state working from home these days, but I got to have this Zoom call with so-and-so or with this group or whomever, with my boss or whatever, and you're dreading that meeting, and here you're thinking about the worst that's going to be happening. I can't understand. Look at her face, even if it is on the screen, on the Zoom, too, you know, and you start looking at all, thinking about all these negative thoughts. Okay, all right, and you can't let those thoughts come in because that sets the tone for your day. Okay, instead of you getting up and praying to God, oh, good morning, Lord, good morning, Holy Spirit, good morning, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day of life. You know, I, I praise you for it. I will rejoice because this is the day that you have made. I'm alive in it. Lord, give me your marching orders. What will today be like? Don't forget, Lord, I have this meeting with so and so today. Please give me the words. Please give me the calm. Please give me your peace, you know, to confront this person, to be with this person, to go through this meeting, or do whatever it is that you have to do. If it's not a meeting, if it's something you have to do out in the community, you know, maybe something involving your kids school or something that you need to, to address, whatever it may be, don't wake up with that negative attitude because that negative mind will prevent you from having a positive day. Okay? Negativity and positivity all in water. You just simply can't mix. Okay? Right? So you got to get that negativity that's out. Okay? We need, to, we need to change that. We need to re renew our minds to the point that we're doing God-like thinking, which is so vital for change. You got to think about what you're thinking about. The Bible pre presents, you know, a lot of detailed instruction on what kinds of things that we should wind up, wind up uh, uh, thinking about. Okay? Let's go to Philippians 4, verse number 6. Amen? Philippians 4, verse number 6. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 4, verse number 6. Okay, Philippians 4, verse number 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? Right? When you're doing this and God gives you his peace, you may not understand why you have that peace, but it will just come upon you because you know that you've done what God has told you to do. You're not carrying that care, okay? Be careful for nothing means like don't carry cares for anything. Don't carry burdens for anything, okay? okay. But in everything by prayer, by praying about it and supplication, with thanksgiving, you know, let your request be made known to God. Tell God what it is that's on your mind. Ask God what it is that you should do. Share your thoughts, your heart, your feeling with God, okay? You can speak to him. You speak to him in very everyday language. You don't have to talk to God in King James language. You don't have to talk to God with these and thous and, and all that and forthwith and so forth. Talk to God like you would talk to anyone else and tell him what's on your heart. Okay, But don't carry that burden. Don't carry those cares on your shoulders. Get those cares off your shoulders and give them to God. He's very capable. Okay? He says, then you do that, the peace of God, which, which passes all understanding, you won't understand where this peace is coming from, but you will be at peace, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? Then he goes on to say in verse number 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, these are the things that we should be thinking of. Right? Think about the things of God. Think about heaven. You know. Think about how it must have been when Jesus walked the earth. You know, you know, you know, think about um, your future, how God is with you. You know, you know, think about this wonderful planet that we do indeed live on. Amen. 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 Think about all of the wondrous things that God promises through his words. Think on these things, he says. Right? 
Not to be dwelling on the negative thoughts that try to enter into your mind. To think, to think on those things, okay? You know, we wind up, we, you know, we probably think about scriptures off and on throughout the course of the day, you know, but you got to think about this, you know. If you're thinking about scriptures and you're mixing those same scriptures with negative thoughts, you know, or any other random thought that happens to pop in your mind, okay, then it's not doing any good because it's going to cancel it out, you know. You're thinking about some wonderful scriptures and you let a negative thought pop in there, it'll cancel out your thoughts on the, on the, on the positive scriptures, all right? Much, much of what goes through our heads, much of what goes through our heads can either be lies from Satan or just simple, stupid, plain nonsense that just pops in out of nowhere. Okay? All right? All right? Much of those thoughts, don't forget, this is the battlefield going on. Much of those thoughts the enemy tries to insert into our mind, okay, to corrupt and to tear up and to dominate the battlefield that's going on in our mind. You know, sometimes just plain old stupid, crazy thoughts that just pop in there. Okay, and if you let the devil get into your mind, he can wind up controlling your life. Okay, the devil can wind up controlling your life. Okay, because if you allow him to control your thoughts, he can control your life. Remember, as a man thinks, so he is. So if the devil is the one that is in charge of your thinking, then he can wind up controlling your life. Because as you are thinking, that's what uh, uh, that's what generates the actions that we take in our lives. Okay, as you think, that's how you are. As you think, that's how you wind up acting. That's how you wind up behaving. Okay? So if the devil can get in there and control your thinking and control your thoughts, then he can control your life. Because he will have you acting out the things that he has you thinking about. Okay? Right? He'll have you acting on those things that, that he is putting into your mind in terms of thoughts. Okay? And again, I encourage you to make a decision to meditate on God's word every day because every moment that you spend meditating God's word, the more virtue and the more knowledge you'll receive from God, okay? the more you'll get from God. You can enjoy your life. You can enjoy your life every single day. It's possible. It's possible. Okay. So I ask you, I ask you, are you enjoying your journey in this life? Are you enjoying your journey through life? Or is every day such a struggle? Is every day such, such, such a misery? Okay, God wants you to enjoy life. The truth is God wants you to enjoy your life every day. I don't know if you even realize that. That's his will for you, to enjoy life every single day. Amen? Let's see what the Word of God says. Let's go to, to uh, the book of John, John 10. John 10, verse number uh, 1. Okay, John 10, verse number 1. Praise the living God. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Remember what I said about verily, verily. When you see verily, verily, that means that hang on, you know, I mean, you prepare yourself because here comes some dynamite scripture. All the scripture is dynamite, okay? But when Jesus is saying verily, verily, and if you have a red letter Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus is saying, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Okay, he that enters not by the door, but climbs up some other way, the, th the same as a thief and a robber. Okay, now for a minute, let's just change our thinking to understand the context of what this is what I'm saying here now. Um, he that enters in some other way and, and not by the door is a thief. That's like you going into your house. When you go home, you go, go around through the fence and go around to the back door and put a ladder up and climb in through some window up on the second floor, or on the ground floor, whatever, but you don't go through the front door, you go around, you find some other kind of way to sneak in, or do you go through the door? 
You go through the door because of the fact that's your house. Amen. That's your house. You have legal ownership and you have legal right to go through the front door. So that's where you go. Anyone in going into your house, going in some other way is a thief or a robber. Because even if they were a relative, your son, your daughter, your mother, father, whoever it may be, you know, you authorize them to go through the front door. You don't have them go around the back and sneak in some other way. Okay. Because they're authorized to be there. Okay, as you are, okay? So Jesus says, He that enters in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, or the owner, okay? The rightful person to, to, be, uh, to be shepherding, in this particular case, the sheep. To him, the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, that's us, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out, okay? And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. He goes, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, do you know Jesus' voice? Okay. And we know Jesus' voice, so we should be following him. And a stranger, verse 5, a stranger, will they not follow? We don't go following strangers. A stranger being the devil himself, or the stranger being anyone else that winds up coming across our path. Again, a relative, a friend, a co-worker, whoever it may be, someone in the grocery store, whatever it may be. That, that, that's a stranger. When they start talking ungodly things, things that are not of God, that's a stranger. We don't go following. No, we don't go following behind anything that someone says to us. We know the word of God, or we should know the word of God. We know Jesus' voice, or you should know Jesus' voice, so therefore you follow him. Any other voice you don't follow, you don't recognize it, okay? All right? But I see that going on so much today because people want to, to, to be a part of it all. They want, to, they, they want to appear woke. Okay? So they wind up doing things that are totally out, outside of what the Word of God is saying. Or anyone in their rational mind would be doing or acting out. Okay? So we don't follow those voices. We don't follow those strange voices because those strange voices are but she, are, are, are thieves and robbers. In terms of they want to rob your peace, they want to rob your joy because if they can get into your head and tinker with your thoughts and, and alter your thoughts, then you wind up acting on what you are thinking and believing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So then Jesus goes on to say, he says, our, um, our, uh, where was I here? Verse, verse number, let's go back to verse number seven. I'm sorry, verse number six. This parable Jesus spake unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved. Okay, this is the only way to be saved. Okay, I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Okay, or goodness or abundance. Okay, the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay? Number 10 sums it up. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Okay? The devil comes into your life. He's prowling around there like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He comes into your life and he starts sowing all sorts of junk into your mind, then to that battlefield. He starts putting all sorts of thoughts into here and all he wants to do is to steal and to kill and to destroy. You. You. He wants you out of the picture. Any way that he can throw you off base and get you away from, from, uh, from the word of God, get you away from thinking and doing what God would want you to do, then what he's doing is he is robbing you. He's stealing from you. He is destroying you. And eventually he's killing you. Spiritually, he's killing you. Amen? 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 Because, because what is dying spiritually? It's being separated from God. 
Okay, it's being separated from God. And your thoughts can lead you there if you don't put them in check. If you don't destroy that stronghold where the devil is getting in there and, and, and altering your thoughts by what he's planting in your mind. So you got to think what you're thinking about. Amen? you got to think what you're thinking about. He wants to just steal and to kill and to rob from you, okay? The amazing thing, the absolutely amazing thing about the scriptures, because it clearly tells us that God wants us to enjoy being alive. It says abundantly, okay? What did Jesus say in verse number 10 at the end there? And that they might have it more abundantly. God wants you to have an abundant life. The devil does not. Whatever you have, the devil wants to steal and take away from you, okay? But God wants you to live an abundant life, okay? However, though, we can't enjoy life if we are entering, entertaining negative thoughts throughout our lives, okay? You, you simply can't do it, all right? Now, we see in 2 Corinthians, um, let's go to 2 Corinthians, thank you, Jesus, 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3, okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3, praise the living God. And it says in verse number three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We do not, I'm sorry, uh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse four, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? To the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, there it is. The pulling down of strongholds. Now, obviously, obviously, these are not the strongholds of protection. Okay, this is a stronghold here that is preventing us from being free. Okay, and if you're being bound up by Satan's lies that he's putting into your mind, into in terms of thoughts, then you have this stronghold that's around you, that is in you. You need to tear that stronghold down. What does it say? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, carnal, not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so that goes to prove, not according to my word, according to the word of God. You got to tear them down. You've got to think what you're thinking about and not allow those negative thoughts that Satan is putting in your mind to, 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 to reign supreme. Right? You've got to pull them down. You just simply have to destroy them. You have to, have to destroy them. You know? It's so important for us to understand this because, because if we don't learn how to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, we won't live the life that Jesus, that Jesus gave us to live. So we won't live. You've got to learn to pull, that, pull them down and keep them, them captive. Pull those thoughts down. Destroy them. Okay? A life of peace with God, peace with ourselves, great relationships, and real joy and the ability to become all that God has created us to be hinges on us being able to do this. Okay? It all comes down to choosing to believe what God says, which is the truth, with a capital T. You have to believe that what God is saying is, is the truth. Okay? More than anything, more than our feelings, more than what other people tell us, or more than our circumstances that are around us. You got to believe the truth, capital T, that God says through His Word, through His Holy Spirit is speaking to you, through Lord Jesus who is with you. You got to believe the truth, okay, above anything that someone else tells you. And people are so quick to offer you advice. People are so quick to offer advice. You have to be so careful what advice you receive, okay. You hear that advice coming into your mind, or you read it coming into your ear, or you read it, or whatever it may be. You, you know, you check that with the Word of God. And then you think about what it is that you're thinking about. Okay? You're thinking about this action to take. Well, you think about that action that you're, that you're thinking about taking. 
Okay, is that action in line with the word of God? Is that action what God would want you to do? Is that action a, a contrary to maybe what God has in mind for you to accomplish? Simply because of the fact you may not feel in your emotions, you may not feel in your emotions that you're able to do it, that you're qualified to do it, that you're capable of doing it, that you're educated enough to do it. Amen. So that's going against what you, what you perceive as to be circumstances around you, counter to what the word of God says. God says he wants you to have live life abundantly. Okay, okay. But just like the spies, oh no, oh no, they view us as grasshoppers, okay? Maybe that's you viewing you as a grasshopper. God doesn't view you as a grasshopper, okay? Right? But the enemy doesn't want you to succeed. Well, he'll put that thought in your mind. You are but a grasshopper, okay? You got to think what you're thinking about, okay? The Bible specifically talks about some things that we, uh, that we must do to develop a mind that agrees with God, Amen. So let's go to Colossians 3, verse number 1. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians 3, verse number 1. Thank you, Jesus. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection, set your affection, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay? This is what we need to think on, the things that are above. Okay? Think about the Lord. Think about Jesus. Think about how the Holy Spirit operates in your life. Think about, think about in the years past, in the times past. It may have been a month or just a couple of weeks ago. Think about how God operated in your life and brought you through a particularly difficult time. Think about that. Think about how God loved you so much that he saw you through. Think about how God did things for you. Okay. Think about the successes. You know, you know, you know. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay. All right. All right. God is there in heavenly places, and He's looking to have a to have a wonderful time with you, to spend a wonderful time with you. Amen. 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 This is some of the keys to resisting temptation. You know. You need to think about that thing about temptation, you know, because, you know, what if you <laughs> you like sweets, you know, and, and you're tempted, oh, boy, I think I'm going to eat four candy bars today. Oh, boy, okay. I think I'm going to eat four candy bars. Now, you know that's not good for your body, you know. Boy, is showing you that you, you know, need to watch the sweets, watch the sugar or whatever, you know. I think I'll eat four candy. Or I think I'll go hang out with that so-and-so crowd, you know. You know that crowd has a bunch of, uh, you know, people that are bad influences and everything like that, you know. Well, you got to pull that thought down ahead of time. you got to pull that thought down before you go buy that candy. You can't go pulling down that thought after you're eating on the fourth candy bar, <laughs> Okay, or after you wind up, you wind up into the bank where those guys decide they're going to rob it, and you're right there in the crowd. Okay, you can't cancel. I think I'm going to pull that thought down. It's a little bit late for that. You've already acted on it. So the minute you have that thought about, I think I'm going to eat four candy bars, you pull that thought down. In the name of Jesus, you pull that thought down. The minute that crowd invites you to go hang out at that club or at that bar or whatever, you pull that thought down and you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going, and let them know. Can't wait to eating the candy bar until you're already almost being arrested because you went and you robbed the bank with those bad people. Stay away from those people. Stay away from those that would take you away from the word of God. Okay, don't be entertaining conversation and thoughts with those people who would tend to take you away from the word of God and therefore to prevent you from realizing the truth that God has in store for you and the life that God has in store for you. Amen. You got to pull down that thought before it actually happens, before it actually happens. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Praise to Jesus. 
Uh, God is an office guy, often awesome guy. Chapter 12, verse number 1. Okay, chapter 12, verse number 1. And we see, I beseech, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that you may know the perfect will of God and what's acceptable, okay? Do not be conformed to this world. One thing I see today, you know, because there's so much out there where, 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 where they are, they're trying to make, you know, you know, what is wrong right and what is right wrong, okay, is because man is trying to bring God down to their level to define what is right and wrong. They're trying to bring it down to their level. Okay, but instead of us trying to bring God down to this level, which will never happen, what we need to do is we need to aspire and try to, 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 to ascend to where God is. We need to try to rise to God's level. Okay, bringing God down to mankind's level is first of all, it's not going to work. Not going to work. But that's how they wind up making excuses, you know, for what is right and wrong. They try to change the Bible. They try and change the meaning of what the God's words are actually saying. They'll twist it around, you know, and, and try and qualify or rationalize what God is saying. Okay? And, and we simply can't do that. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the thinking of those that are in your, on your job, in your school, and maybe in the family who are, who, who are not yet right with God, you know. Or anyone that you know that is not right with God, don't be conformed to their thinking. Don't let them guide your thinking. Okay. Don't let them get into the, to your mind here, into that battlefield, and start putting all sorts of warfare into that battlefield, into that mind of yours, which is contrary to the word of God. You bind it up and you cast it out in the name of Jesus. Don't even entertain it. Amen? Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? Okay? That's where the battlefield is, so it's got to be renewed. It's got to be renewed. Renewing the mind is an ongoing process. It doesn't happen every night. So every day we need to take time to study the Word of God so that we can purposefully, you know, think according to what it says. Okay? What does it say there? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You're not going to know the will of God if you're not reading His Word. You're not going to know the word, the will of God if you're not praying to Him and spending some time with Him. Okay? Okay? So we need to renew our mind. Right? And we can't just keep one or two junky areas, you know, in our in our thought life either. You can't keep one or two junky areas, okay? Because this is going to keep you from the best of what God has for you. You know, you can't say I'm going to give this part of my thought life to God, give this thought of part of my my uh, uh, thought life to God, but this part over here I'm going to keep to myself, you know, because I kind of I enjoy this thought life. I enjoy thinking like this. I believe thinking that this is right and good, so I'm not going to give that to God. No, you can't do that. Yeah, because that will hinder God from working what he wants to work in your life and for you to become all that God wants you to be. All right, so you can't keep those two, two or three junky areas. Okay? Now, now, I'm not saying that we have to be perfect in this. It's something that we all have to work on on a day-to-day -day basis. But you need to make progress every single day, every single step. You need to make progress so that we can keep our minds renewed and grow in our relationship with God. That's what is so important. Okay, that's what's so important. Okay, in the last scripture, if we go to 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1, verse 13. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is a good God. 1 Peter chapter 1. 
I start with verse number 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 14. As obedient, uh, as obedient children, not fashioning ourselves according to the uh, former lusts in our ignorance, to the former lusts. But as we, as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay? So we need to try our best that we should be holy. All right? In verse number 13, it says, gird up the loins of your mind. If you're wondering what does gird up mean, well, gird up means like, you know, to bind up, to, to tie up. You know, as a girdle, you know, you know, but you tie it up with a, with a belt, so to speak. But that's taking your thoughts and your mind and you're binding it up. You're not just letting it run haywire. You're just not letting it just overflow with a bunch of nonsense. Okay, you're taking control of the thoughts that wind up going through your mind. Amen. Amen. It's as simple as that. You know, so it's something that that uh, you know, you know, when you do that, then we're ready. Uh, for action to follow God's plan for our lives, you know. One practical way that we can accomplish uh, these directions from God is to have a, a think session every day, a think session. Try in the daytime, in the morning, sit down or sometime during the day and think about what you're thinking about, okay. Think about, I'm going to think about some positive things today. I'm going to think about some positive things on purpose. So in other words, you make it a plan that you're going to grab something something positive, be it from the Word of God or something else that God has done in your life, and you're going to remember it, that you're going to think on those things. Amen, amen. And that will get you in the habit of, of entertaining and, and, and being around and being with uh, more positive thoughts in your mind. Okay? Just sit down and simply say that I am going to think some positive things on purpose. Okay, and then spend some time thinking about those things to help you, those scriptures, to help you to renew your mind about the truth, the truth that God talks about, about how his love for you and his plan for you, how he wants you to live and, and to behave in this world today, especially in this world today, because it's so challenging, okay? Another thing you can do is to use a concordance. There are many good concordances and apps and, and things online that you can get that are, are, are sorted by a subject matter, if you will. You, you, you know, right now I'm, I'm wrestling with fear, you know, I'm wrestling with doubt, you know, or, or I'm someone that's, that's ill and I'm worried about sickness, you know, and, and, and it's broken down by, by subject matter so that you can go to those scriptures that will guide you the way you should be thinking and reading and praying. Amen. Amen. These are all th all things and all steps that we can do to make it so that we can think positively in line with God's word. Okay. Think about what you're thinking about. Okay. And I want to encourage you, lastly, saints here, to 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 find verses you know that cover those areas and to to write some of them down and to put those little verses you know use some post-its or whatever and put it on your bathroom mirror on your refrigerator so you can see them during the course of the day to remind you what the word of god says about your particular situation or something that you're wondering about or whatever but put those scriptures around you so that you see them and your mind gets reinforced through what you're reading okay All right and just believe here in getting down to closing that during a battle Okay, you're not alone. You're not alone, though, because all of us are in that same battle. All of us, okay? Okay? And, and, and especially us children of God, especially those of us who have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're really in a battle, okay? Because the devil knows that he's got his sights aimed on you because he knows what a threat you are to him. So if he can, he will get in your mind, get into that battlefield, and he'll try to win the battle for that particular day or hour or minute so he can get over on you to get you to forget about what the Word of God says, you see. And that's how he winds up winning the battle. That's how he winds up influencing you to take an action that may be outside of the Word of God, okay, and not where God wants you to go. 
that's how he winds up winning in your life. Okay, all right. So we need to, to to remember that we need to commit to setting our minds on God's word, renewing our mind with truth, and getting that stinking thinking out of our minds. Okay, fullness of new life that we can all live in Christ is there for the asking. It's there for the taking if we will just stand up and just do what God is calling us to do. All it takes is a little more progress, one day at a time, one day at a time, step by step. It won't happen overnight. It takes one day. It takes practice. Like everything, you know, in life that is worth having and, and owning and winning, you have to, to practice it and work at it, you know. And you'll get there. You'll get there. Okay, why? Because God loves you and he wants you to succeed. He loves you and he wants you to succeed. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And we pray that now as we go from here, O oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words. We'll keep these words deeply rooted in our spirits, O oh Lord God. And that we will get into the habit of checking our thinking. That we will think about what we are thinking about, Lord God. And focus more on you and on your words in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise thy most wondrous name, O oh Lord God, because you are only worthy of our praise. We thank you and we love you, Lord, in the master's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you, and if it was a blessing to you, you know, think about you know passing um, on the uh, the links to our website so others too can hear these words. You know, you can go to www.genesis1.sermon.net. That's where these uh, messages are, are posted directly. Or you can go to www.genesis-1.org and also uh, read about our ministry and see what we're all about, okay? And if you go to the uh, genesis1.sermon.net website and you look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a button that says subscribe. You click on the subscribe button and you'll be automatically notified every time these messages are made available on the web, okay? So praise God. God bless you. We love you here at Genesis 1. Come back and visit with us again. Tarry a while and hear the word of God. So go forth and be blessed. And remember that Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen, and amen.